God, I said three words. We we lost those words. <laughs> we lost those words. Are they'll gone. never come back? It's so true. Wait, so tell so, me about this gig. So I'm doing. Uh, so yeah. So next week Sunday, when the next time we record, yeah. Um, you asked me when I was coming back, and by God, I wish I knew. Um, and I will find out later. Okay, okay. But uh, I'm flying back. For, I'm opening for Brian Regan at a um. In Salt Lake City, 7,000 people in the round. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like, but uh, uh, I've never done uh, They must the have round. monitors everywhere, right? Yeah, it's got to be Jumbotron, right? Sure. Yeah. it's uh, That's cool. Get and settled on your couch here. Yes? Kathleen Madigan sold out two 2,000-seat yeah, uh, shows in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. I, I wonder amazing. if they thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> You know how popular I am in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's just so fucking consistent. She's right? amazing. Yeah, and she keeps killing. It's like third decade of killing. Yeah. And it, she's not like a super flashy, you know. Uh, no, she's just got, what she has is she has a man's career. <laughs> she really does. Right. And it's not, and it's never been anything like on perp, like she's just done it, you know. Yeah. What are you writing? She's a man's career because I oh, think okay. we could call the show sure. that, even though we're in the first minute. Yeah. Uh, no. Title already. Title are already uttered. Yes. Yeah. So very possible. And um, yeah. So, but uh, because her career, there, you know, I I've looked at it because I've been compared to her for right. so long. Right. Yet we are so enormously different. Correct. Right. But um. Because, and and who else was I talking to? I might have been talking to Martha Kelly, but we were like, we I never noticed how much sexism there was until the Me Too thing. Yeah. And right, there was right. so, there was other people talking about, I was like, oh, I thought that was just comedy. I thought that was just yeah uh, the gig. I thought that, that, you know, the that's what the kitchen, how hot the kitchen was. Just yeah. fucking work around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it turns out it, th- there's there's been... You know, and I am grateful for my career, mm-hmm. and I am happy with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But the, um, but there has been blockades and obstacles yep. that are artificially created yep. that I never noticed until like three or four years ago. Right, right, and right. And I am genuinely, I was born a hundred years old. Well, but but you also, think- your your brain has to not let you see that stuff because it's so painful, and you can't. I can't change it. You can't it. change it. It's like if you actually become hyper aware of every obstacle that you will have to overcome to have any sort of success. And this is for any comic, basically. Right. But then when you add in whatever whatever exists for women and the sexism we're going up against with, with bookers, with certain audience members, with, you know, executives at Comedy Central or executives everywhere. Like why any of us still do it? You have to, you have to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. And you have to tell yourself I'm one of the good ones. Right, right, right. right. If I just do the work, they'll see the work. If I do the work, they'll see the work. And it's like a a freaking mantra that I've been, that I've been chanting to myself. And it's not, not true. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, I, I, I saw, 
you know, now this, you know, they take oh, yeah. clips of people's right, right. chatter. And it was Michelle, o- Michelle Obama uh-huh. talking about how she can't fix someone's prejudice and discrimination because mm-hmm. those people are broken. All she can do is try to be a person. And then, if, and the unspoken part of it was like, and then maybe they'll treat me like a person. Right. Then I'll get to be a person. And she's like, all I can do is keep showing up and doing the work and keep showing up and doing the work. And then, and loving my family and my life and maybe even loving them and their lives and their children and, and their people. And maybe then they'll just uh, know that I'm human. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, how's that been working out for us? It's a slow fucking road. Well, it works for her. She's doing very well. She personally is doing very well, but uh, make a lot of I, money. And I think the, but I think the, um, and there has been progress, obviously, mm-hmm. right? In all of in in it with racism and with sexism, and it's only just that every you know every rock is turned over right now, and so we're seeing a plethora of, of yeah. noobs. I f- and, I feel like we aren't really qualified to say if racism's getting better. You, you know really I mean? think you think that this enormously <laughs> pale pale room is not the <laughs> is but, not the one, but uh, yeah, sec- uh, but we can with sexism. So sure, <laughs> sure, no, maybe. maybe is it? I, I, I you know there's the sheer number of female comics that are working now mm-hmm. is you know they weren't working with those we weren't working with those numbers in the early 90s right right for what for whatever reason i don't know they we went you know tried for for a little bit and was like i can't fucking handle mm-hmm. this shit you know and now the now it's a little less bad or maybe it's not i don't know i'm not i'm not open micing right now right and i'm not 24 right right i mean the the hump that i had to get over to get here is long past and it's a different hump now Right. Yeah. It's, so. it's it's just new. It's new things to uh, to use against us, and, <laughs> and new things that we have to uh, right. Know, there's work around. There's, yeah. There's there's new workarounds and there's new benefits and, mm-hmm. and all these things. But um, yeah. But, how but Kathleen Madigan, Kathleen, yeah, was just the the fact that she's been doing a sense what we've been doing. Yeah. She's just keeping her head down working like a madman and what makes me but what what i've been fascinated with with her career for the last 15 or 20 years since i've really uh sort of really started to really see her because i never ran into her of course right right um is trying to figure out like is it that she got management did she move out here earlier and i've never been able to figure out what the deal was because she's from you know missouri or kansas or some she's from st. Uh, louis kansas or, yeah yeah and no um, she's from missouri um kansas no st louis you're right i think st louis well she but- did get management early but she she also she wrote really short tv ready jokes happy jokes yeah i mean you know they were. I mean, they were clean, but they were also short, and that's what the and and that's what and that that's what Carson and and Letterman yes and raised she did us the, to she believe. did the Bob Hope special. Well, that's I right. I was just she, at the at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and there's all these posters of Bob Hope movies, and I'm like, my kid and his friends 
are not going to give a fuck about this guy. Like, we know who he was, right? I own the road movies. Andy Ashcraft hates them with the power of the sun. Well, I mean, we were sort of raised with them, right? I was raised with them. With Bob yes. Hope. Are but, you kidding? It was the then, only and comedy maybe, I like, Millennials are like, oh, that guy. And it's just so, it's so strange. It's so interesting to watch who my son thinks is important and who his friends think are important, yeah, you yeah. know? And Bob Hope to him <laughs> is going to be like... uh some cat skills guy that we've never heard of to, uh, you know, just like just a, a guy from a long time ago. And Bob the, Hope in the seventies was one of the creepiest fucking dudes. Yeah. In the world. And the jokes are, and I hate it. When you look at the jokes now, yeah. they're like, Ugh, geez, a lot of them. I mean, but his timing was great in his movie. It's just weird how, how, you know, whatever. I spent Things Halloween change. watching Abbott and Costello movies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I spent, we, I watched Abbott and Costello. That meet, seems uh, like Dr. an assignment. <laughs> Except for that Abbott and Costello are hilarious. Yeah. Abbott and Costello, uh, in my opinion, are funnier uh, than the fat and skinny guy. Stan, uh, yeah, Laurel, Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Uh, Abbott and Costello are smarter and funnier, and there's still plenty of physical comedy, mm-hmm. and there's still plenty of um, goofballedness. Uh, but I freaking love the Abbott and Costello monster movies. Uh, and first of all, it has everybody in them. Like mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi oh, wow. and Lon Chaney and uh, all the old monster dudes play their monsters mm-hmm. in these movies because Abbott and Costello were huge fucking deals. And so we watched Heckle and Jai, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, um, Frankenstein, and The Invisible Man. And um, and then I also watched because I've had I had Mary Bacay on the Dork Forest that mm-hmm. I recorded with, and her dorkdom was Chinese vampires, and uh, and ghosts. Huh. And first of all, I said to Mary Bacay, "How did we meet?" And she was like, "You know, I was a comic of the week." On <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn it!" Anyway, she was. It's going to be a really great episode because here's the thing about Chinese uh, ghosts: Chinese ghosts are terrifying and mm-hmm. will kill you. Uh, Chinese vampires are stupid dum-dums. Hmm. And there's a billion movies about Chinese vampires that are stupid dum-dums. And I, a Night of Halloween, I looked one up on YouTube, threw it to the big screen because it got the Chromecast. Mm-hmm. And we watched it, and it was not subtitled. And it was still perfectly understandable because Chinese vampires are dum-dums. Okay. And it was hilarious and ridiculous, and the acrobatics were Jackie Chan-like. Anyway, your son would like it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> That's it, when I get interested. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> nodding All right. politely, nodding politely. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up so many sets this week. You were first year, and so your Halloween was watching movies. Watching movies and handing out 150 kids came to our house. Nice, that's mm-hmm. good. We live in a very blue collar, uh, breedy, breedy neighborhood. Yeah, Van Nuys. Um, my kid went as uh, his idea was drunk. Um, I saw drunk that wizard. <laughs> drunk wizard. So he had his uh, Harry Potter cape that we got in uh, at the London, Harry Potter studios, sure. right? Okay. And uh, so we got a beard here in uh, in sure. Burbank on Magnolia at Halloween Town, and my mom. He's not growing it out. I thought you said he was Hispanic. <laughs> anyway, my mom. Uh, uh, she buys vodka that comes in plastic bottles at Costco. Yes, and so I emptied out one of her bottles and I put it. I mean, I not into the sink. Uh, but into a <laughs> different into a pitcher. steel container or something. <laughs> and uh, so he took this this empty plastic mm-hmm. scotch bottle, I mean, vodka bottle to, mm-hmm. to school, which I thought was funny. 
and I washed it out. You couldn't smell vodka. Nothing? No. Oh, and of course. Uh, nope. I got to call it 807. From the <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't bring an empty bottle of vodka to school. Yeah, well, you can. You know what? Okay, but you can have fangs, for vampire fangs that actually would go in someone's neck. That's okay, Jackie. Nobody's got that either. That's not real. I uh, saw it. Uh, alcoholism is real, and uh, well, fangs are not. Anyway, anyway, so he so. had detention. <laughs> did he have detention? He was like, he, "Mom, did he, he blame you?" Well, no, he refused to better. surrender the <gasps> bottle because he thought my mom would need it back. It's like grandma's wow. vodka bottle. Yeah. Um, is she buying it in like in tanks and she's just going out, coming out here and refilling it? He from knew a that tank? she had vodka sitting in a steel, stainless steel container oh, and he that thought he, that she'd she want to pour it back, back in okay. instead of in her mouth, which she did. But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, sorry, kid. He, he got, was a little bummed. You know, yeah, and didn't want to go out. And then one of his friends called at uh, eight thirty, and uh, they they oh, jostled for the last him. Half hour? Yeah, and they went out and got a ton of candy. So That's okay. well, the last half hour, uh, whenever because the last half hour is always high school and junior high kids, yeah, who are like just wearing hoodies. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the best ones, uh, and I might have told you this before, but the best one was <laughs> three kids. They had to be fifteen. Yeah, and they all just had sunglasses on. <laughs> And and and, uh-huh. and pillowcases, right? <laughs> but they were uh, and sticks. They were they pretending don't to be even blind. Try. No, no, they actually did because two. One of them p- faced one wall. Oh one of them God. faced the other wall, and the other one faced the door. Hilarious. And uh, Andy was like, "What are you guys?" And they're like, "Sir, we can't see." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we gave them a bunch That's of candy. Great. That's and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. It was you gotta fine. give the teenage. You know what? They're clinging on to their childhoods. It's about to be a shit world out there. <laughs> Let them get fucking candy when they're fifteen for free. I don't. It, we don't have any problem <laughs> with when. And oh, then you some people see, uh, next door. People are raging. But... Oh, and some people get all mad about babies in arms. Like you're just like your baby doesn't need candy, and you know we give them we give them candy, but Andy also buys at Oriental Trading made by toddlers for mm-hmm. toddlers. Um, uh, little tiny stuffed animals of Frankenstein and Dracula and oh, witches and ghosts. Oh, that's so nice. So uh, babies get a little a, a, a little uh, stuffed animal thing, mm-hmm. and uh, which were like a nickel. And then uh, and then they also get candy for their parents. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, I had a mix of Snickers bar and Kit Kats, and mm-hmm. people were shoving the Snickers bars away, looking, searching for the Kit Kats. Next time, only Kit Kat bars. People Weird. don't like, kids don't like Snickers anymore. Weird. They like Kit Kat bars. Our lives have changed. Um, a wafer. People like a crunchy <laughs> wafer. <laughs> I ran out, sadly. And, and did then a I, set? No, no, no. I oh. ran out of candy. Oh, you ran out of candy. And then I had to do cookies. I wrapped up cookies and mm-hmm. gave them away. And then, you know, like. Just dollars. <laughs> Just take, here's a buck, kid. Get yourself some tr- pretty. Triscuits. <laughs> Swim lessons. <laughs> Um, oh, I, uh, my kid had his physical. He's oh, five, ten and a quarter. Whoa. Uh, that's not bad for three. It's not Kyle levels. Right. How, How old, old were you? How tall were you? Judas. And when you were 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, that's bananas. And I was six, six, probably by the end of my freshman year. Six, Fuck. six. By your 15, yeah. 14, 15. Yeah. That breaks my heart. That's too much responsibility yeah. for a, a freshman. Kyle's working it out, you guys. It turns out that's why he does comedy. <laughs> and um, 
yeah. So uh, that was that. And then I, I was at the. I've been. But you were at the Long Beach okay, Laugh Factory. So I've been doing like these kind of chill sets this week, where the stakes are not that high. Yeah. And I've just been trying, working on new chunks. Right. Good for you. And a couple lab sets. You know how the lab can be. Yeah, your name was up at the lab. That I saw was that. nice. Yeah. And then, um, but they were fun sets. And yeah. I did a set at the uh, West Side in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And then um, tonight I was like going to the to the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. And that can be, you know. I don't. I don't know. Do you know why? Because it's in Long Beach. What are you doing? <laughs> why are you going an, to Long Beach? It's an hour. I it's love like long, a 40-minute drive. I don't 45. mind. 40 minute drive tonight it wasn't that bad okay it depends on where, when you are okay. yes very so, much so i used to do sets down there but yeah it was, uh, but the crowds can be not great not smart it's super road yeah yeah very much so. yeah but, and, the, but, um, but you can bring it obviously yes. so then i so then i i also decided i'm not gonna listen to my punchline sets for a month okay. i just want to give my brain time to clean just clear just get these jokes out of my head so that when I listen to them, I can be maybe entertained. We are different people. Do you know that I listened to my the, all five? The, there were seven sets, but I, I picked, I think, three or four that I was like, these are the ones. Mm-hmm. And I listened to them before the week, before on the Sunday. Okay. So I could give them to the label guy. So, But you're just going to give yourself a month. Yeah. That's I a just, good idea. Yeah, it's a good I just idea. want to relax. And I'm in, enjoying not going up on stage, having to work on certain chunks. That's amazing. Because I, I, I realized like, this hasn't been fun for like three right. months at least because I'm like this one isn't right yet and I'm recording it right and um so now I'm just kind of having fun and uh, then I was at the Laugh Factory time like Ugh. so I I brought I did a couple you know older bits and mm-hmm. established myself and then did the new stuff and it kind of worked it worked enough where I'm like yeah. there's hope there you go. There's hope on all three of these little bits. It turns out there will be hope. Yes. Yeah, so that's great. So that's cool. I'm I'm kind of in a in a and I feel like in a lighter comedy mood, just because I you, f- it, you look more. I mean, you sound relaxed. Oh, you really? Sound like much <laughs> more calm, less wound like a fucking top. Yes, oh, it's great. Goodness. That's outstanding. Um, I did six sets this week. That's uh, great. I ended up uh, on did, on the weekend or the whole week. The whole week I did okay. a Tuesday. Um, I picked up uh, a set at Flappers, and mm-hmm. then I had a late Tuesday at the Improv, mm-hmm. and um. Man, I saw some amazing stand-up this week uh, from other comics. Yeah. And myself, plugging along. Uh, just, you know, working on... Sure. I'm, I'm working on this this chunk that remains slightly too big, and the parts yeah. that work, I will just go to if there's any sort of, you know, if the audience is mad at, at any yeah, point yeah, yeah. or not receptive, I'm like, bail. Yeah. Just work on the other thing. But I do have a couple of new lines that I think will make some of this stuff work. Otherwise, um, but um, so I recorded on Friday. I think it was no, it was whatever it was. It was I think maybe what? Who cares? Uh, I was on the wrong side of the one thirty four because I recorded the JPL NASA 
Caltech thing, right? Where I interview uh, scientists. Oh yeah, and by the way, got to listen to scientists riff to each other, kind of like comics. It was <laughs> really? kind of yeah. They were talking about exoplanets and the habitable zone, and like habitable planets that are so far away, and the difference. Some of them are made out of ice, but used to be. I mean, and, and they were sort of correcting each other, but supporting each other. It was oh, yeah. like they were just sort of they were riffing. Interesting. And I was sitting there going. Oh, this isn't funny at all, but boy, am I learning things. <laughs> yeah. And um, trapped on the wrong side, five o'clock. Um, oh. In Pasadena. Oh, God. So literally, I just meandered my way yeah. to, it must have been Friday night, I think it was, because my, my set on Friday was at 11 o'clock at the improv. So I went to the ice house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is running the ice house oh, now? Oh, you did? Yeah, I just I just stopped ah! and I talked to the guy in the in the in the ticket booth. Yeah. And he didn't know. And uh but I he was like, you know, I just I know it isn't uh D anymore. Yeah. It might be Mitch. I'm not certain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Uh well, all right. And then uh and then so then I me now it's 5:15 still Terrible time to be anywhere right, right, in, your, right. in your car. Right. I meandered slowly to Flappers. Okay. And <laughs> so I, I stop at Flappers and I see Will mm-hmm. and I'm telling him that I was like, what do you know about who's booking at the ice house right now? And he's <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't. You're an investigative journalist. Well, at I had a lot of time. A lot of time. <laughs> it turns out the, the highways were still bad. Mm-hmm. And Will offered me two sets. So I picked up a 9.30 in the Yoohoo and a 10 o'clock in the main room. Oh, my God. And then an 11 o'clock at the Improv. Wow. And so then uh, then I go home. I come back to the the Flappers at 9. Do it, you know, do two sets, go to the Improv, do another set. And um, that's a great Tuesday. Is that a Tuesday night? That was, I think it must have been Friday. The Tuesday. Oh, oh. So the Tuesday I was working with our comic of the week is, where are we at? You are at. Close enough? Yeah, I thought you well, were a little optimistic there. That felt optimistic, but why don't we do a break as long as we're doing it? Okay. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation, every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. So we could do the comic of the week because, uh, well, whatever. I'll start with this. Is okay. that I saw so many interesting, you know how like goofuses. Yeah. Um, these are names I will be saying because okay. they were all great. Okay. Um, people are talking about, uh, you know, PC culture and yeah. you can't do, everything has to be watered down and all this stuff. Right. I saw a series of comedians this week talk about the darkest, most current, button pushing stuff make yeah. it funny make it personal yeah and make it their own so on tuesday uh i think i who was it i saw adam conover right from adam, adam ruins, ruins everything yeah. yeah adam ruins everything and he 
discussed homelessness mm-hmm. and our comic of the week was hosting. Uh, but um, he discussed homelessness and it was about how dumb it was and how we were not help fixing it. And then his analogy was, was such a funny analogy about food and water yeah. and shelter. Food, water, and shelter being the three things that everyone agrees that everyone needs. And yeah. no one makes fun of the other two if you... Uh, if you don't have them, they yeah. don't assume that that you're some kind of asshole, right? Right. And um, but it was funnier than that, and, yeah, it, and yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to give away anything, obviously, yeah. on any of this stuff. And then the 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 late Tuesday, I think that was the night I saw Neil Brennan and Byron Bowers. Mm-hmm. Byron Bowers has an amazing suicide bit. Really, it is not about his suicide. Yeah, just about suicide. Yeah, and it is. It's just you're like. Oh, that's gold. That's, wow. I mean, Im- I think he closed on it, so I think he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, yeah. And, um, and then Neil Brennan went up, mm-hmm. um, and he did a chunk about, and it, and it's a, t- it's a take on it that I've heard before, or a, a premise that I've heard before. His take on it was kind of an act out. It was on. great. It was about um, gun control. Mm-hmm. And it was about how um, people who who use the their, I need an AR-15 because I'm going to need to fight the government one day. Mm-hmm. And then he did a, a beautiful freaking act out of what oh, yeah. that would be like. Oh, wow. With essentially, and I've heard, Gronkowski used to have a bit about yeah. how if you're going to fight the army and... um with your with your weapon that you have because you're going to fight the government you're you know you're not going to win <laughs> <They're> gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but Rontowski's take was was about Americans in general yeah um the, Neil Brennan's take was literally about 200 NRA guys <laughs> and and he did an act out and it was like a scene and it was mm-hmm. really beautiful well constructed and then Friday night or my, whatever I saw Nick Novicki Mm-hmm. You know Nick Novicki? He's so. uh he's very short. He's a little person. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh he was he was in New York for a long time. Right. Yeah. Well, I think so. And um and he was on uh a boardwalk. Okay. The the boardwalk oh, boardwalk oh, empire. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. it. And so uh he had just some really great takes on on just rage and stuff. It was kind of it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday night I saw I saw, um, yeah, Dave Reinitz, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who owns at Flappers. At yeah. Flappers. And he went up and he made it personal. Kyle, we were talking about this. And it was about how it was also, it was about billionaires. Mm. It was about billionaires and gun control and like social stuff. But he made it so personal and compared it to the romaine lettuce uh, ban. And, and then, and, and it had this wow. sort of it was it was a great bit. Wow. I mean, I think he I, and he got off. He said it's a little too long, and I was like, "Well, you're in my wheelhouse, buddy." <laughs> uh, that's what it is. And then I would like to uh, to put a button on it by talking about our comic of the week. Yes, who is um, Don Brody? Don Brody, and is it Don underscore Brody? D a w n underscore Brody B r o d e y. So on Tuesday, I saw her do this bit, and Adam and I are sitting in the audience. It's light. It's yeah. a it's a ten. It's like a ten o'clock set in the main room on a Tuesday at Flappers. That's yeah. That's that's Burbank where people right. are. So there were thirty five, forty people there. Right. 
and it's which is bad. bad. Yeah, which is pretty good. It was in the main room, mm-hmm. and she did this joke about Syria, comparing it to her uterus and this surgery, and it was super dark. Yeah, but it was it was so well crafted that uh, they laughed, and yeah. then they shut themselves down because it was so dark. <laughs> And then they just stared at her. And I was, uh, again, this was not called for. But I ended up yelling in the room, hey, you assholes. Because uh, I was clapping. I was like, you assholes, laugh at that. That's amazing. That joke is amazing. I yelled, <laughs> yelled it from the audience and clapped. Anyway, so. Hey, it's Tuesday Late Show. You're out of control. I'm out of control. I know how to party. <laughs> so, but Dawn Brody, find her. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and see her do stand-up because she is a delight. Speaking cool. Of, speaking of parties, mm-hmm. I got one more story for you. Okay. Which is, I went to a small, tiny This has gathering. been the most chill podcast we've I, I've been participated in. I know. And you're really listening very well. It's been well, very I was, nice. I'm excited that you like comedy again. I know. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. You've seen some stand-up comedy I've lately. seen some comedy lately that I've enjoyed, which is always, is always fun. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, to sit and watch terrible stand-up comedy is sometimes our lot in life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it can be mad and depressing but uh not this week it was mm-hmm. a good one um so i went to a, a small gathering this mm-hmm. afternoon that i was led to believe started at 3 p.m and went till 5 mm-hmm. so i was like all right well i'll do some editing all of my dork forest editing i'll do that because i had sharon houston on and mary bouquet and then also tiff stevenson oh wow Those cool. are the three i edit tiff is uh, oh i went and saw her show mother did you? Yes. It's tonight. It'll be Monday. It'll, it's at Lyric Hyperion tonight. Oh, go see it. It's really great. 9 p.m., 7 bucks, Lyric Hyperion. Everybody just go. It won all kinds of stuff at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's really great. And, and it's about her being a stepmom, right? Yeah. She mm-hmm. said? Yeah, and and and, and, women, and, her, and, just, and, and, and everything. Yeah, she and everything. She kind of puts a lot of stuff through that. Oh, um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw it at the lab. Uh, oh. Yeah, I had a set. I forget where it was, but it was. I was done early. Oh, I did that bunker, the bunker. Okay. You know, the, uh, which is the speakeasy and... In, in, uh, oh, you were telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, it's the old cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I popped over and I never do that, but I didn't have my kid. And I right. was like, what am I going to come home to fucking uh, plastic vodka bottle lady? <laughs> no. So I went to the improv and uh, I never hang, but I was like, I'm just going to relax and hang out. I'm, I'm not trying to get on this show because she's doing an hour. It's not right. even a show I could get on. Right. So I'm just going to enjoy it. It was really great. You didn't check in in the main room, see if anyone? No. No? No. I always tend to check in. Oh, you do? The do they guy. let you? Yeah. Do they if, give if, you? If the, if the, the, you check in with the sound guy. Oh. And if somebody doesn't show up. Oh, you get that set. All right, I'll do that. Um, yeah, um, I'm. I'm still like, uh, you know, I. Um, I have a garden that needs tending here, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. And so, uh, I, 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 right now, I'm in this mode of do the set and get get back. Yes, you know. Yeah, and uh, it won't be that way always, and and it's not when I don't have my son. You yeah. know, I'm a, and, a real regular comic well, and, again, but well, and I don't do. I, I don't know that. I mean, if you end up, when he goes to college or Mm -hmm. wherever he goes to art school, Mm -hmm. um, if you end up hanging out again, uh, I will, kudos to you, because I don't have any of that, and I don't want to hang out, and the only reason I hung out at any of those, those, because I ended up picking up a set at the Ice House last minute. Cool. On Saturday. 
because were you um, there hanging out? I was hanging out on Friday. Yeah, and then on wait, sa- you went to the ice house on Friday um, when I was trapped on the other side. Oh, oh, that was right? a Friday. That okay. was Friday, yeah. and so Saturday I get a text from Carmen Morales saying mm-hmm. that a buddy of hers is looking for someone to go up at his show at the ice house. So I. And I was like, oh, is it in the small room on the side? And they're like, yeah. That's a great room. That's a great room. I have haven't been it, in it in have years. Have these clubs, their second rooms are actually more fun than the main ones. They can be, for yeah. sure. And I went in there, and but I had another set of flappers on Friday, on Saturday. Yeah. So I was like, can I go very first? Like, just MC says hi, first comic. And so I went up, and I realized that uh, working on this the new 15 that I'm working on, it's uh, it's okay, Uh but it works better if they're warmed up. And, sure, um, right, right, right. Right. Uh, so I don't know that that's what I'll open with anymore. Sort mm-hmm. of the the thing about Antoine Young, I'm gonna. Um, I may not open my set with that. The yeah. long set these days. I need a new opening joke. Weird. But anyway, so I was, wow. Okay, I, I, I just pondered a, for a second. Right yes, back to your back story, to me, which I never finished. <laughs> I went to the party. Well, you did finish six other stories. It's true. In this it's podcast, true. We got. If I can say, you can say. <laughs> you don't want to hear that I was. Uh, this I'm, not I'm the hero excited of this to story. finish it. This I'm not uh, the hero of the story because I thought this party started at three. Mm-hmm. Party started at five thirty. Mm. So I got there at three. Oh, ugh. hung out until oh, five thirty. Oh, no. you can't they, do told that. Me, told me to. You should have left and come back. Yes. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do, but not in this case. So I hung out uh, with my friend Stephanie and Connie. Um, they don't like you anymore. I have news right. for you. Well, at six o'clock, I was like, "Well, I have to go." And the 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 <laughs> per, the reason for the party, which is a small birthday party, uh-huh. showed up. Everyone showed up around five, mm-hmm. and uh, the birthday girl showed up around five as well. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to leave at six. I'm so sorry." And um, so it came to pass, but uh. Yeah, I uh, I was I'm not very good even small parties with you know ten people that I know pretty well uh-huh. and uh, I was like, oh, this has been great hanging out with two people for two and a half hours. I'm gonna fuck off now. Oh my and god, it was great. I would have but, had an anxiety attack. Well, I wonder. So you know, we're going to first of all, we should tell people about the stand. Okay, so the stand. We're still the, doing the show on the 16th, November 16th. Tickets still available. New York City. Um, our time has changed. Uh, we were at 10 o'clock? Nine. Nine. And now we're at six o'clock. Which is better because then- Is that every- what you're telling yourself? That, yeah. Is that okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you can, uh, guess what? You can do other stuff after our podcast. It doesn't have to you be go, your whole- go to your homes. Whole night. I've yeah. gotten so many emails from people saying, "I'm s- you're doing an afternoon show in Portland. I can't wait. That's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, people oh, cool. are psyched. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a six o'clock, maybe to seven thirty. I guess well, right. Six to eight. I, six I to eight. eight. It'll yeah. Be, yeah. And um, we'll be done by eight fifteen, so they can turn the room over because the next well, we'll be done nine, by eight. Right? I'm sure. Right. If we each do, if we have we're a- each doing thirties, and then we're doing an hour. Right. Yeah. I mean, do we have to do thirty? Uh, you don't have to, but I want to. Okay, we'll okay. see. I'll see what I have. Okay. I don't want to do stuff I... Oh, you don't want to do stuff that you just recorded? Yes. Okay. Unless it's Unless it's this one bit that I'm still sort of working on. But, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if the audience is there for a show. But if it's all comics, I don't want to do I old material in front of I, comics. No, it's not going to be comics. Okay. I don't know who's going to be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. But anyway... Yeah. 
Time I got changed. a bunch of friends from from New York that are coming. That really? None of them are comics. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, then yeah. I'll do some stuff that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could, if you could put on a show for I'll my friends that from audience. college and, okay. and, and, and beyond. Um, yeah, so so my kid and I are going to see uh, Mockingbird, to Kill a Mockingbird at two, and then pretty much go right to the stand. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's like a two and a half hour show. So, we oh, have so you're going to go see a play. Yeah, and then- very heavy drama. And then go to the stand because I don't think there's time to go back up to Harlem and then come back down to the stand. Does he know that it ends like Anne Frank? Uh, um, he, you know what? I'm just gonna let it uh, happen as it, it happens. There you go. Unfold as it may. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's that uh, Saturday. Okay. And then, uh, the 16th, the fr- the 15th. Uh, I picked up. Seven sets. Nice. And, oh, I think I have to change my set because I think I had an early set at New York Comedy Club before uh-huh. the original time of the stand. Yeah. So now I have to swap it out. Yeah. Um, I. But um, I also have an 11-15. Exciting. Yeah. I am flying out on Friday night, so I can't do stand Oh, really? Then. Yeah, I take the red eye all the time. Oh, right, right. To get there. Thing. Yeah. On Saturday uh, morning. Because my son is with me, we're going to we're gonna leave after the podcast and uh, go back to... Yeah, Harlem and sleep yeah. mm-hmm. and have yeah. lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch anime. Yeah. You know, right. I love to. I love to fly uh, across the country to watch anime. On if YouTube. only you could take him somewhere like Machu Picchu, <laughs> so you could watch anime and in Machu Picchu. Sure, he's always wanted to see the Great Barrier Reef, but not really. Just anime <laughs> at the Great Barrier Reef, and, uh, and it's like, when can we go to China so I can see? <laughs> Anyway, I've taken it too far. Just yeah. two should I should have stuck with two. Hey, what you don't know until you try. Exactly. Got to keep writing. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh, did I have anything? Oh, so I'm talking to. I do have one new bit that is way too big because mm-hmm. Andy Ashcraft. I was telling him there was a there was a lot of I got a lot of stories from my family this weekend because mm-hmm. uh, my brother Phil went to Milwaukee and had lunch with my dad so what happens is I get uh, tales from the from the Greek family restaurant is what I get and um, it led to this co- uh, conversation with Andy about how when I was a kid I was never judged harshly by my siblings because I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. I was nobody ever expected anything You're the baby. of me. I was the baby right. of six, so I wasn't expected to get in. Like my sister, when she was five, got everybody up for school. What? And my brother Phil, who would have been I think eleven, cooked all the meals, and my brother. Wow. Russ, who was like nine, he was the liaison with my grandmother and our father. Can so, I just tell you, I told my son to uh, put dishes in the dishwasher, <laughs> and he put a giant bowl facing up on the very top uh, Right. Rack. Well, here's because Phil just heard this story from my brother Russ. When Russ mm-hmm. was nine, it was right after my dad left my mom, because it was bad, right? Mm-hmm. So he went to Milwaukee to live the good life, we all assumed. And and so it came to pass. He lived a perfectly nice uh, four years without mm-hmm. us. Um, wow. He sent money That's... to my grandmother. But he so couldn't... you guys were living with? Our mother, the and... six of us. And, and your grandma? No, my grandmother was down the block. Okay. And um, so, but get yeah, but this. But your mom was drinking, right? Yeah, my, yeah, she was She was a mess. So she was a mess. Wow. Russ was uh, nine. And my grandmother was gone for the weekend. 
and he, Russ couldn't get a hold of my dad. So Russ took three buses to downtown Milwaukee from South Milwaukee, got on a train to go to Chicago when he was nine. Whoa. Got on a bus when he got to Chicago to Evanston to go to my great aunt's house so he could get my, tell my grandmother that she needed to come home because my mother was a mess. Oh my God. So Russ was checked in. Him and him and Darla were punched in from an early age. Phil had mostly... He, he, a child shouldn't have to be that responsible. True. Well, Phil, well, the great line was, was Phil said, you know, I used to think that, you know, the trauma that I suffered as a kid that, you know, sometimes I think that I was the only one and then I hear a story like that and I'm like... Oh no! Oh no! Things were things were happening all around me, and <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about my brother Phil is that he can still be taught at the yeah. age of sixty-two, right, or whatever he is. And uh, so he, but the cra- so I'm so Russ has always been of the opinion that our oldest brother, who would have been fourteen at the time, had that there was a leadership vacuum that Terry should have stepped into. Mm. He should have used when my father left. He should have uh, used that that uh, that time wisely, and I've always uh, posited that Terry completely used that time wisely. He got stoned. He got laid. <laughs> he partied like sure. a like a wild man, mm-hmm. and he encouraged Phil and Scott to do it as well. <laughs> and, um, and then Russ Russ was clocked in though, and Darla was clocked in, and Phil tried to help, and um and Phil helped, and um. But the crazy thing is, I was never expected to clock in, right? Because I was so little. And then by the time I would have had to take responsibility for myself and do these things, uh, Nancy had come into our lives and had sort of fixed everything. And whether for all will- six of you, well, uh, Terry was sent away almost immediately because he boarding was, school. Uh, no, to reform school. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, it was bad. And uh, and then he. Then he, uh, wow. then he started his own church. Anyway. Oh, he's your evangelical brother. Yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, but get this is, right. uh, this is the longest way to get to the fact that, uh, Andy was like, so she fixed your, you know, my grandmother always said that my stepmother fixed our lives. And I was like, yeah, willingly and unwillingly. Your, I think mo- she, your dad's I, my, mom? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and, but Nancy I genuine. I just realized in the moment that Nancy Cation's favorite movie of all time was The Sound of Music. Oh my god! She thought that she was going to have step. Speaking of stepmothers, right. that and there were six of us. That yeah. she was going to come in. She sang. She yeah. did a lot of singing. <laughs> and uh, and she had charged your dad. It was your dad. He was not Mr. Von Trapp. He okay. was not uh, Baron Von Trapp at all. Was. Von Trapp a Nazi or he was No no he was he was, he was like, I haven't seen He was the guy who ripped the yes, Nazi right, right, flag. Right, okay. And you've seen the meme. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but um and the Turks, you know, there were no Turks that were that were wooing Darla or I. Uh, <laughs> I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> That's but, right. Um, Liesel. Liesel. Yep. And uh so but I think Nancy thought it was going to be like the sound of music. Yeah. And um it was not. And so <laughs> We were, we we were, we we were not precocious children. We were relatively broken, and she couldn't fix it. So all she could do was instill order and and boundaries and and fix some chaos. Sure, which did a great deal for all of us, quite right. honestly. But so I'm telling Andy this that that's her favorite mo- and Russ and Andy says to me, "You have to write a sound of music where Nancy is." The nun is Julie Andrews. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that could be a bit. 
I could do some sort of act out and maybe even a 20 minute solo kind of show kind of thing. And he goes, no, no, full production. <laughs> right. And I was like, fuck you. I am not writing a musical. It's, that's three hours long. That seems like an incredible, like Tina Fey so, wrote a musical. Did right? she? she? Mean Girls is a musical. Oh God. Um, she's done like a little bit of everything really, really well. She's kind of, she's very extraordinary. Yeah, and yeah. I, I always think, you know, like if, if we didn't have to get up on stage every fucking night, <laughs> what could we have done? Cured cancer? Who knows? Uh, right. Right. I don't know. It's so time consuming to be a comic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't you think eat- about the people who quit. At like 10 or 12 years. Apatow, right? Did he quit at 10 or 12 years? I don't years? know. Something like that. But he's, yeah. he's but directed that's... major movies, right? And then and got back into it. A, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Quit for 20 years, be incredibly successful, and then Eddie circle Murphy. back. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Well, but I mean, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. It's something it's really hard to do in conjunction with something else, you know? Yeah. Stand up. Yeah, I mean it. It's. I mean, you have to. What you put your energy in mm-hmm. is is what you. I mean, you've got these books mm-hmm. that are amazing. Maria just told me that she just listened to Dead People Suck. Oh, really? And how great it was! Oh, wow! Yeah, she was like, it was, it was poignant and kind of heartbreaking and super sweet. Also, incredibly funny. And oh, I was like, neat. yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh, cool. Well done, Laurie Kilmartin. <laughs> um, um, dead people suck. And, uh, but because Maria's writing this book for Audible. Mm-hmm. And um, so she I, she must have got a bunch of free credits <laughs> from Audible. No, I have no idea. What's she, uh, what's the book about? It's, I think it's something like how to do stand up comedy or oh, something, okay. which uh, she will not be taking seriously. <laughs> I have had it read to me, and uh, but not all of it because yeah. she refuses to. She thinks that I'll get bored, and I was like, I don't think you understand how many uh, books on tape I listen to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would love to hear you listen because it's only going to be a two-hour book, yeah. and uh, I'm like, I'll sit here. That's still a lot of words. It's a lot of words for her to do in one sitting. Like for her to read to me for two hours oh, yeah. Yeah. would be possibly, she's lasted 45 minutes yeah. uh, to an hour is the most she's been able to read to me out loud. And I'm I, like, come uh, on, man. I am stuck reading Harry Potter out loud until I know it. we're done. Yeah, has and he I'm seen all the movies so yet? Angry. No, he won't watch the movies until we finish. He's oh, doing a thing. thing just to torture me, I think. Because he, he falls is. asleep and he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But he won't let me stop reading it. Mm-hmm. What book are you on? No, I can't wait. I hope they all die now. I'm only on Order of the Phoenix. Ooh, Order of the That's a good one. Yeah, but there are, are they're all like 800 pages long. Yeah, the next two there was no editing. She was not a, no There's one was no editing to, here. She was, reintroduces every character, every single book. It's like, can you just assume people have read the other stuff? Yeah. You don't have to tell I don't need to hear the story about right. Harry's scar again. I fucking <laughs> got it. Here's the good she news. She repeats you so know. much shit. Right, right. That's because by the by the fifth book, I think they were done editing. Book seven, there's two hundred pages of her camping. They're, uh, who they're, camping? They're camping. Oh God. Oh Jesus! The book inside the book. Can I yeah. skip it? Can uh, you, you can. 
The, can go. Yeah, the camping can go. You can skim the camping. Because the thing about the camping. And all the names are hard to say. Rubbly <laughs> planks, crook shanks, uh, umbrage. It's all stuff where like if my if I'm tired, my mouth, I have to like fucking form shit with my lips. And I'm just, can't people be named Bob? <laughs> Hagrid could. Ta- you Hagrid, know, Hermione. You know, Hermione. Harry. Why are the, all the H names? What's okay. with H? J.K. Rowling uh, talked about when, when she didn't know that Harry Potter was going to be such a big deal, obviously, right? Yeah. And she was like, I wouldn't have named her Hermione. Turns out no one in America has ever heard the name Hermione and they don't know how to pronounce it. I, I was called it Hermione until I saw the movie. Yeah, you had to see the- I saw a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And- um. The first movie, I think, is one it holds up. I think almost the best. Is that not your favorite? No, I like when they stop being accurate to the books and start being good movies. You mm. think that they become good movies? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I just you like the third one. You like the yeah. th- oh a- Azkaban? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's uh, you, the, but you just gotta and you gotta go to Orlando to the to the to the good <laughs> no, wizard. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? What? I want to go back to Orlando so bad. Oh my god! I know it. I gotta go back to Orlando. All right, I'm being laughed at. <laughs> what? How? How, how much long have, have we, we done? done? <laughs> uh. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you? I was on Twitter, I think Friday or Thursday. Shocking. I mean, on uh, yeah. all the time. But I see Hannibal Burris trending. Oh, I did. And I, I was like, oh, shit, what's I, happening now? Do you follow it back? Yes. It was, was the it? weirdest. He, um, he's a, okay, he's a landlord. That was like basically the story. But he, Oh, I saw your tweet about so that. So he, he quotes Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Wait, was it Bernie? Yeah, because he's a Yang Gang guy. All right. I don't, what's I don't a want. Yang Gang? Andrew Yang. Oh, okay. Whatever. You know, Okay. People support who they support. But so uh, Bernie tweeted something about rent control. Okay. And um, so Hannibal quote tweeted, I'm wrong. I can go out on a limb. Bernie was four. Yes. And, uh, and then <laughs> underneath his wrong tweet, he tweeted like, please donate or something. And the link was to a landlord association in Illinois. Boo. And then every, every, you know, of course, all t- the Twitter swarm. He's a landlord. He owns buildings in Illinois. And then they, you know, know people found like screen grabs of when he of talked the slums about that he uh, that he owns does he own I don't slums know, but i guess he he, he like, prou- Bur- hannibal burris i picture owning several condos and and literally 
renting out condos. I think he Airbnbs one of them. Okay. One of them's like a pro- professional air. This is I don't know. And then he he just invested in in property, which yeah. is a great idea. And any comic who gets any money should do the same, right? Um, but uh, it was it was like such a minor story, and the it was trending like all day, and people <laughs> and you were forced to investigate Slow. it, and you're like, wait, Slow this day. is it? Okay, this yeah. guy this guy helped break Cosby, yeah. And, and this is a story now. It's just so strange. It, it, it's it kind of right. made me laugh. It, it, it is funny that, um, but you know, it, it turns out stand-up comedy uh, pays what it pays. Mm-hmm. And you might want to buy land or do acorns. Uh, do oh, you hear yeah. about acorns? Yeah. Yeah. Where I, they I round up and then they save your, save your pennies. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, you have $750 that you didn't have, which is more money than uh, that I think I ever saved before I actively started. You put it in the stock market, uh, an index fund. You don't look at it for 50 years. Oh, wait a minute. And then you retire a millionaire. When a million dollars is worth 12 cents. <laughs> it's <True>. a Futurama. <laughs> We're all living in an episode of Futurama. Um, but Edcorn is supposed to be pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I there was an ad on Dork Forest for Robin Hood, and which is the same thing. Yeah, it's it's just like acorns. But mm-hmm. um, I listened to a bit of a Joe Rogan podcast. I was like, I haven't listened to you him in a, a long podcast. time. <laughs> you can listen to <laughs> what do you do, Jackie? Have to I do hear your voice, <laughs> but a here's lot. the great thing about the Dork Forest: I'm not talking that much. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's kind of great. All right. Well, that's an evil laugh. Like you think that I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, am I wrong? Wow. I'll tell you the the well, graph I, I think on this Rogan one is going to be me. Is uh, yes, it will be. <laughs> but uh, his guest really influences his personality in his podcast, I think, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I like Duck, Duncan Trussell. So mm-hmm. there's this kind of just goofy and fun to listen to. Now it's three hours long. And I'd, I, I've, I was like, I think I've heard enough, but, uh, <laughs> but I also, you know, I don't, we'll see. What about uh, G- Norton and Trump? Did you hear about that? <sighs> I saw that picture, Norton and Trump Jr. Yeah. Jim Norton had Ed, Eric Trump, Edward Trump Jr. Eric. Eric, okay. Eric and Donald Jr. Whatever. Who cares? I- Ixnay and Dumb Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What, I do. What? But, uh, oh, I just, um, he was, he would like the numbers. What? That's why he did it. The numbers. Yeah. He's just trying to get listeners. I guess so. And, and Norton could be, and it's not, it's usually not this bad, but he's kind of a shock jock guy. And um, he's he's like a fucked up version of Doug Stanhope, hmm. Norton, and which I think is a way to. It's well, you know, I uh, he he very early on was doing uh, Opie and Anthony a lot, and then he became another voice on Opie and Anthony. It was like he was like a third guy. Was um, that a radio show before it was a podcast, or was it always no? A podcast? Oh, it was a radio show. Yeah, it was it's always on- a radio show. It was okay, on uh, afternoon. I used to work out to it. It was on uh, afternoon radio on regular radio in New York City, okay. and then um, and then Paul Mercurio oh, um, recorded people having sex in St. Paul's Cathedral. If I'm not, 
Yeah. That does and sound that, vaguely familiar. I and, think and that got them, them all fired kicked or something. off. Yeah. Right. And so then they went to Sirius or they went to XM. Okay. And then and then I don't know since I since I'm I'm not part of that scene anymore. They seem Opie and Anthony seem to be at odds, right? Out yes. Right. And then Right. Oh yeah, Opie and Jim show, and Sam. But I don't know who Sam. Who's Sam? Is. Who's Sam? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, there he has a heavy radio background. You know, it's like that's like twenty years basically. That's twenty years of, of radio. Being on radio, yeah, and twenty years of uh, radio income and stuff. So I don't know. It's 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 uh it's not how I think of him. You know, uh, but uh, I don't know. I've I've mostly done storytelling shows with him, mm-hmm. where he tells some nightmare story about how him and some kid used to trade blowjobs underneath a, <laughs> a a porch. He he was one of the earlier guys like admitting that kind of stuff, you know, uh, before sleeping with transvestites and prostitute transvestite prostitutes. Yeah, and, and, I mean it. it, it he was he was early in, right, in, but there wasn't in talking any, about that. But kind they of stuff. weren't they weren't jokes. They no, were just he, stories. He did tell, well, yeah, but I mean, funny stories. He's yeah. got oh, because well, the, yeah. the stuff I heard weren't well. If you're at a storytelling right, event, right, they weren't supposed. Yeah, yeah, they weren't supposed to be. Right, they were. I mean, they could have. It could have been funnier, but because yeah. they weren't, they weren't unfunny stories. But they weren't even set up to be funny stories. Okay, they were just no, set he, up to. I be I mean, reviews. he's like a a great killer comic. You know, like. Bam, bam, like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, real, oh like oh, set yeah, a punch, set a punch. Set a punch set a, oh, oh wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I've never seen his stand up. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. We went to. Um, I guess it is. <laughs> I mean, it just uh, th- it was like, oh no, why are you interviewing these guys? But I don't, you know, who I whatever people people start to veer off in different directions. I guess. Well, money will money will drag your dick in a uh, many different directions. Sure, right? mine has been dragged many yeah, so many times. <laughs> I just uh, got to take it out of that drawer and then got to go, where's this dick? It's like a dowsing rod. Hey, thanks for playing. Uh, <laughs> we went to Iraq. Uh, we went to uh, Jim what? and Colin Quinn and I went to Iraq when we did shows. When? Uh, in 2004. And What? Oh, well, you've been was... hiding your, your Iraq light under a bushel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it Camp was the... Victory? Ooh, I don't remember. Baghdad? Yeah, we went to Baghdad. We went That's to Baghdad. Co- Mos- we were in Saddam Hussein's palaces. I told you this. It was filled with, uh, like... I was in the guest house. This is a classic Kill Martin Cation story. <laughs> she got the palace. I got the guest house. The I had the pool. Okay. Mine, pool. mine had a pond. And uh, because uh, Saddam Hussein supposedly had a belief that uh, buildings that were surrounded by water, Allah couldn't see them. And so horrible things could happen in them. Oh. And so there was a, a brothel that were children, a children's oh brothel God. that was in this island in the middle of this thing. And you're like, what? And is it hopefully empty? And would you fucking burn it to the ground? Ugh, God, uh, no, no. I, he had a little pool. It wasn't mm-hmm. like twenty five yards. There's no. no oh, was the one that Ralphie May jumped in? Peed in. Did he pee in it? Okay. I don't know. There I was mean, a video I, of him I, jumping in it. Ralphie May. I hope 
It was after I swam in it. <laughs> you but swam did, in it. We did meet with, uh, yeah, I brought my suit and yeah. I swam in it. Of course you um, brought your suit. But we, so did, cool. we did uh, meet with these special forces guys because we had plans and then there was like some bombing in the city we were supposed to go to. So we ended up going to a different place. And I think it was, it was in Baghdad. Like you're supposed to leave Baghdad and we did him. And um, so we met with these special forces guys and- you know, it's Colin, Colin Quinn from Remote Control and Tough Crowd. Okay. So they showed us this collection of guns they had just taken from terrorists, oh, right? Right. And um, and we just hung out with them all night. And I went swimming with one of the guys. And there was this, I just remember just this. Swimming. Yes. Brown trick There was a guy. No, no, no. Jackie, it's not all, you know. I, well, I don't lead your you're life. S- you're right. Okay. I, no, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but I've, I've been in a committed monogamous relationship for some time. Yeah, you uh, are a lady on, on on. You're on. You're on your. You you coulda is what I'm saying. I coulda, but they were. Everyone was married. Okay. I don't want to fuck a married special forces guy. Please don't. That's gross. But one of them you're not gross. was 19 years old. Yeah. Okay. This is what I remember. Right. Okay. Your memory's flawed, but his name was Aaron. He was from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he spoke fluent uh farce farsi yes yeah. and and other languages so he was kind of some kind of savant okay you know? um and i i was and then and then like two nights later there was like this huge raid that we think they were involved in oh okay um but I, you know like i i how, we how weren't allowed to were take pictures of them just overnight we when it was been maybe like you know, in, how long were you in iraq uh like two weeks maybe really yeah 10 days wow. two weeks yeah mm-hmm did you get to shoot the guns? Uh, no, 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 no. They were they were uh, captured weapons, and so they were on lockdown. No, right, we weren't, we weren't allowed to shoot them. We because I went in two thousand five, I mm-hmm. think, or two thousand six with Scott Kennedy. Oh yeah, and um, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Uh, forty two weeks in a row, forty two months in a row, he went to Iraq and brought oh and brought two other comics. Forty two months in a row. And uh, what, what airline did you fly out there? It was United, and he gave me his points to bump me up to business. Wow, very nice. That's yeah. a that's a real that's a true hero, that's quite sweet. honestly. And um, you didn't ask me what airline I flew. What airline? British did you? Airways. But, oh, British Airways. Business. Business class because you were with Colin Quinn. Yeah, yeah. That's why. It's amazing. I bet. I'll I do bet. anything for our troops if I can fly business <laughs> class to where they're where they're fighting. <laughs> oh my god! So how were the shows? Did you do any forward operating bases? And they were like some of them were spontaneous. One of them was on a picnic bench, and the the people had been awake for twenty four hours straight, right? Or something, and they so are, you just stood on the, right, right. Yeah, there was plenty of yeah. that. A lot of but, that, yeah, and then but, some like official like show shows, you know, and uh, indoors. Mm-hmm. Indoors, outdoors. We did a yeah. bunch of outdoor stuff, and then one was in a brand new mess hall that smelled like plywood. Oh. and um, and you know, and then we just hugged a bunch of soldiers and yeah something something like that we did something like that yeah wow there's a this bald guy in um he was like uh he was uh, he wasn't a general but he was like higher up but he was kind of running things at the Mm -hmm. one of the places we were at and he was totally hitting on colin's assistant who's like 25 and he he was like colin brought us assistant oh yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) He had been in like Vietnam. He, it, like, all right, dude, just, I know he's <laughs> like a professional soldier. This yeah, is yeah. a guy that only lives, you know, in tents. Yeah. And so this, weird. That is, yeah, that's, in, that's. Our life is normal. 
Yeah, well, comparatively, for sure. Weird. I don't I don't have anything to that's Did you fly in helicopters? I don't think so. We got to pose with guns. We didn't get to shoot any off because they stopped right in 2003, 2004 if you if you went to Iraq, you got to they usually let you shoot shoot weapons really we were there over over the uh, new year's eve weekend okay and so we did a new year's eve show in saddam hussein's palace and uh, i think the general's name was ricardo sanchez does that sound familiar he was like scandalized with the with um the guantanamo stuff later i think uh but anyway he was just standing there you know watching the show laughing occasionally okay because it was very casual you know yeah. it was a impromptu show because we weren't allowed to go to our actual show so we just started just telling one jokes up. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it you might as well all right bye maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported